Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Friday, November the 1st, 2019 on When I Rise. This is also called All Saints Day. It's the day after Halloween, traditionally, where we just remember all the saints. And I dare you not to get when the saints go marching in, in your brain, in the like earworm for the rest of the day. Uh, so today it's Friday, and here on When I Rise, when we do Friday mornings, we do gospel text. So the gospel text uh, for year C, proper 26, and the 21st Sunday after Pentecost is Luke 19, 1 through 10. So we'll take a look at Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. And so we'll talk about he and his interaction with Jesus. I'll read that passage. I'll give some reflection points. And then we'll pray along the themes of that passage. Thanks for being here on All Saints Day. Hey, any Christian you find today, you might as well pat him on the back and say, Hey, happy All Saints Day, you saint. <laughs> That'll get us going in the right direction. All right, let's spend some time praying together this morning. Luke 19, 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short and he could not see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the word of God for us. All right, let me offer just a couple thoughts on the gospel text for this week. Obviously, this is a well-known story, and Jesus has, for some time now, he's been making his way towards Jerusalem. This is what we call the Luke and travel narratives, because if you start in, I believe it's Luke 9.52, it says that Jesus set his face towards Jerusalem, and in Luke 19.41, it says, as he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city. And so we've got this large section of Luke's gospel where Jesus is on his way, on his way, on his way to Jerusalem. And as he goes from Galilee to Jerusalem, which is in Judea, he goes through the boundary line, what we call Samaria. Samaria is a bunch of, uh, where a bunch of Samaritans live. Those were the lived in enemies of Jewish people like Jesus. And so Jesus is teaching a lot about what it means to be his follower in hostile territory. I think that's an important distinction to make here. And And um, Jesus, at this point in Luke 19, is going through a town called Jericho, which also has historical significance. And so uh, this this city's loaded um, with uh, political thought. It's loaded with cultural thought, sociological ideas. Uh, But Jesus is doing uh, ministry and uh, spirituality on the run. It's not in safe and sacred places. It's in common places. It's in hostile places. And so he's showing us a way of life. This is what it's like when you follow me. You will have times when you're in Jerusalem and you will also have times when you are not in Jerusalem and you still have an opportunity to share your faith. And so Jesus goes through Jericho and there's a lot of people there 
to the point where Zacchaeus has to climb a tree in order to see Jesus because of the crowd that was following him. And then out of all the places where Jesus could have stayed, he decided to stay with Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus, uh, or Zacchaeus, however you like to say it, um, he is not a prominent person in the community. We even have the cultural commentary from uh, the townspeople in verse 7. Zacchaeus is a sinner, and uh, Jesus could have picked a hundred different places to stay, but he decided to stay with Zacchaeus. And so um, he, he's there, and we don't know all the depth of their conversation. But we'd expect that uh, Jesus, as a holy man going to a sinner's household, that not much is going to happen. Maybe it's going to be a visit of disappointment. But if we've watched the life of Jesus up to this point, we know that uh, he's, he shows up to these surprising places, and surprising things happen. And so here Zacchaeus has this great vow that he takes to Jesus, that he's going to give back half to his wealth because he's been taking from people as a tax collector. And he says that he'll give up to four times the amount that he's taken. And Jesus says that salvation has come to his house because of this. So what, what's going on here? Is Zacchaeus earning a salvation? Absolutely not. He has this faith in Jesus and faith in the world to come. And he's simply responding in a way that seems appropriate for his past experiences and his strategic opportunity. Zacchaeus is a wealthy person. So his vow towards the kingdom is to give from his money. He's going to give up a half of his wealth. And he's going to not just get even Stephen with people that he has stolen from, but he's going to repay and, and, then, and then some. Uh, what we sense is going to happen is that Jesus is going to have further opportunity to share the message of the kingdom because of Zacchaeus's financial contribution. And so Zacchaeus knows that he's had a debt of sin against God. Jesus has forgiven him of that debt. And, and instead of just getting away scot-free and clean and just saying, wow, I'm glad that that's over and taken care of, Zacchaeus applies his faith even further. And uh, I think there's a couple things that we can see here. And I think that number one thing is on the surface, what we could say is that this is a call to generosity. Zacchaeus doesn't have to go through a long book study or a training session of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. His first idea of what he knows is obedience is to give of his money. And so this is an encouragement for us as disciples disciples of Jesus, we give financially towards the purposes of the kingdom. So we need to be challenged not to be stingy folks, not to tip God, but to tithe towards God. So it's going to be an encouragement for us to ask God to stoke opportunities for generosity within us. But I think the second thing is this. While we're on mission with Jesus, we carve up the world. We sketch it to say who's in and who's out, who's more useful, who is less useful in the kingdom of the heavens. And the people of Jericho felt like Zacchaeus was useless But Jesus sees much value in him. And so I think this is a challenging story for us because we find useless people among us. Or we would say that they're useless. And uh, what we need to be challenged with this morning is to consider all people equal opportunity people for Jesus to use for the work of the kingdom. And so I want to pray for generosity. And I want God to open up our eyes so that we don't carve up the world and dismiss people. But we put everyone in the light as the opportunity for God to use them. And so perhaps there's a name or a face that comes to our mind this morning that we've shown great contempt towards, or maybe it's a whole group of people. Uh, Maybe we can hand them over to God and confess that we're sorry that we've placed them outside of the bounds of being used by God and allow God uh, to change our minds about these people. Let's spend some time praying this morning on this Friday morning.
Lord God, as we face this day, we are grateful for this day. We're grateful because it's a Friday. It's the end of the work week. It's the end of the school week. And there's a weekend ahead and there's so many things going on. We also thank you for what it means in the church calendar. This is All Saints Day, where we get to look back over the wide panorama of our Christian existence, and we see that there have been many faithful people who have gone before us, but we also know that it's a celebration of the church today. Uh, We know that in the scripture, we're called holy even before we appear to be holy, and so God, this is not just a saint's day for those before us, but this is also a saint's day for those of us who are alive and are embodying the Christian walk today, and so God, we thank you for the celebration of today. God, we also thank you for this text this morning. We thank you for the story of Zacchaeus. We thank you that Uh, His heart was completely transformed. He made a living, a killer living off of stealing from people. And in one encounter with you, he has a heart-filled generosity instead. And so, God, we thank you for the call of generosity. God, we thank you that all of us are called to be generous. This is not just for those who seem to be well off, those of us who maybe live in better neighborhoods. But all of us are called to generosity. And we're all aware of the potential of the generous church, that we can change the reputation of Jesus in our culture, uh, that we can be people who give first, who don't complain first, but who give first and who are generous first. And so, God, I pray that you'd stoke our hearts to be generous, not just on Sunday mornings when the plate passes by. No, God, I pray that we'd be generous today. I pray that we'd pick up the tab at lunch if we're having lunch with coworkers, I pray that we might even swing by and pick up Kroger gift cards and surprise them on our coworkers' desk today. Or, uh, God, if we're at Starbucks line this morning, that we pay for the car behind us so that there would be this ricochet of generosity in the world around us and that people then would have a view of the world that it's not to, that's a world of scarcity and a stingy world, but it's a world where it's brimming with hope and potential and generosity. But God, we also thank you that this story challenges us because just like the people in Jericho, we tend to say these people are worthy and these people are unworthy. And they would claim that Zacchaeus was unworthy for Jesus' presence, but Jesus saw something more and different inside Zacchaeus. God, we confess to you that we carve up the world, we sketch it to where the haves and the have-nots. These people are in, these people are out. God, there are people in our lives that are tedious to us. We're so frustrated by them, we roll our eyes at the mention of their name. God, there are groups of people in our community, there are groups of people in our churches that we dismiss with disgust. We have these passive-aggressive sighs under our breath whenever we see them or we go the other direction because we don't want to talk to them. And so, God, this day we repent and we change our mind and we say that all people belong in your care and all are brimming with potential to be the very sight of the holy and of your goodness. And so, God, this day, change our hearts and minds. Allow us to love and to be neighbors to all people, to love all of our neighbors as we love ourselves today. So, God, give us an extra dose of grace. Pour your love into our hearts that it might spill out to others. God, allow us to have our minds changed about the people around us. And may we be pleasantly surprised that all saints around us are the places where you're entering the world around us and transforming the world around us as you're transforming us. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.